a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. Hi everyone, my name is Maggie. Before we get started, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about myself. I've received my bachelor's in human performance exercise physiology from the University of Tampa in 2015, and I am now a recent graduate of the University of South Florida's physical therapy program. I am currently conducting research to create the most beneficial warm-up routine. So in today's episode, we are going to discuss how warming up before a workout affects injury prevention and performance enhancement. There have been many conflicting opinions regarding how a warm-up can benefit athletes, so we are here today to help you understand and apply all aspects of research to customize your own warm-up plan. First things first, what is the purpose of a warm-up? A warm-up is an essential part of any exercise routine. Most people have a set warm-up routine they follow before each workout, but they don't fully understand the benefits of a warm-up or why they do this prior to an intense workout. Some benefits of warming up includes an increase of blood flow metabolism, raise in body and muscle temperature, enhanced coordination, increased range of motion, and boost mental preparedness. All of these factors and many more work together to improve an athlete's overall workout. By increasing heart rate, the athlete's core body temperature will also increase, which allows a greater blood flow to the muscles. The increase in blood flow then improves muscular dynamics, so you are less inclined to injury. And it will also prepare you for the demands of the exercise you are about to perform. Now that you understand the importance of a warm-up, let's discuss the different types of warm-ups. There are three different types of warm-ups, passive, general, and specific. First is a passive warm-up. A passive warm-up is used to increase body temperature through external means. So this means you are warming up your body using massages, hot showers, heating pads, etc. Personally, I wouldn't recommend this type of warm-up when you are preparing for an intense workout because it doesn't show any kind of improvement. This warm-up is only warming your body externally. Your core body temperature also needs to be increased in order to warm your muscles and prepare them for activity. In a recent study, a passive warm-up was actually compared to doing no warm-up at all due to the lack of benefits. Next is a general warm-up. A general warm-up is usually the most common type of warm-up performed, but it's not always the most effective. This type of warm-up increases body temperature by using general movement patterns for the major muscle groups. A general warm-up could include jogging, swimming, cycling, elliptical, rowing, etc. Lastly, a specific warm-up is designed to prepare the athletes for the specific demand of the upcoming workout. This means the warm-up will consist of exercises that mimic the movements within the goal activity. To help you understand this a little better, I'm going to discuss an article I read from 2018. This article investigated the role of a specific warm-up in soccer using 16-year-old amateur soccer players. The specific warm-ups included dynamic movements that activate the muscles of the lower extremities, a scrimmage game, high-intensity tactile exercises, sprinting in a straight line, and sprinting when changing directions. The results showed that the specific soccer warm-ups positively affected the performance of the soccer players throughout the game. So, from these results, we can understand that doing a warm-up that resembles your planned activity will benefit your overall performance greatly. Why are we interested in researching and understanding the benefits and effects of a warm-up? When I go to the gym, I see people going straight to the weight room or an exercise class without doing any kind of warm-up. They just jump straight into their intended workout with no preparation at all. So many people are interested in bettering themselves and getting healthier by working out, but are they really doing it correctly? 
It is important for those who are physically active to understand the risks and dangers of not performing a proper warm-up or not performing any warm-up at all. Muscular injuries are a major problem that athletes both recreational and professional are facing today, and the risk can be reduced simply by performing a good warm-up. So how do warm-ups prevent injuries? As we discussed earlier, a warm-up is used to keep the muscles warm. When the muscles are warm, they respond by having a greater tolerance to stretch, which actually prevents acute injuries like hamstring sprains. The warming of the muscles will also reduce overuse injuries by allowing the body to steadily prepare for the more intense workout. After researching a variety of scholarly journals and articles from online databases, I found that various research studies have several different viewpoints regarding the effectiveness of warming up and reducing the risk of injuries. One study concluded that just stretching during a warm-up session did not produce any reduction in the risk of exercise-related injuries. And therefore, these researchers believe that any type of activity done prior to the workout will not result in a positive outcome. But this does not mean that all warm-ups do not prevent injuries. This data tells us that stretching alone may not give us the result we are looking for. So, we need to stretch and complete a general or specific warm-up to see positive outcomes in injury prevention. An opposing research study investigated both general and specific warm-ups along with stretching and their effects on injury prevention. The data revealed a significant reduction of injury when performing either a general or specific warm-up with a stretching routine. Although both types of warm-ups are effective in injury prevention, a specific warm-up seems to be slightly more beneficial in all aspects. I am now going to turn you over to Tom so you can learn more about warming up and its effects on enhancing performance. As we As proceed, we What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Hawk, and you know we will continue to proceed to give you what you need. We got a great segment today. We got my man, Seahorse, in the, in the building. Thank you for taking uh, time out of your day to do us. I really appreciate it. My of course, boy, we... Hawk. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to get down to business talking about a little warming up and how it can enhance human performance. <clears throat> we're just going to ask Seahorse a couple questions. He's an average gym goer, goes a couple, maybe five to seven times a week. Does his thing. I try. I try. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He loves it. So, first things first. How often do you work out? Well, I try to go at least four times a week, but we all know with a hefty college schedule, you know, it's hard. It's tough. That is tough. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, though. So, when you do work out, how uh, do you warm up? And if you do warm up, what do you do? Not really. I don't warm up as much as you, Hawk, but uh, whenever I go, no matter what body part I'm, I'm working out, I always focus on my shoulder mobility, you know, just getting the shoulders right, and then, then I end it with a couple hammy stretches, you know, that's all I need. Exactly. So you always say you got a little low back pain, so you got those hammies uh, going all the time? Oh, always. Oh, yeah. Always. Have to. Have to, definitely, definitely. So when you say shoulder mobility exercises, what do you do usually? Just like a couple internal, external rotations? Uh, yeah, that I, I normally grab about five, five to seven pounds on both hands. I go internal and external, and then I like to do some, some half circles forward and backwards just to loosen it all up. Because to me... Loosen up the shoulders is the most important thing, no matter what area that you're you were working out on. Exactly, exactly. So when you warm up, is it 
to prevent injury in your in your mind, or is it because you want to enhance your workout? Uh, I'd say both. When I take an extended time off, and then when I get back into it, it's more to prevent injury because I've noticed when I do take that extended time off, and then I try to get back into lifting. If I don't stretch, or if I don't concentrate enough on it, that is when I find I will hurt my uh, lower back but other than that it's just for me to feel looser so so I could put up more weight in result exactly yeah now when I typically warm up warm up if I if I don't warm up I will get injured on the spot so I'm always needing <laughs> to warm up but it also really feels it enhances my performance yeah, so we're gonna be talking about this today okay. so I actually read a study the other day about different types of warm-ups and how it can enhance a vertical jump so this was a uh, this was a study conducted for uh, collegiate uh, collegiate athletes to enhance their vertical jump. So it was 29, 18 to 23 year olds who were uh, speed position players in football who needed to get their vertical jump uh, test or record it and test it. Okay. So they did four separate days of testing and they did four different warm-up protocols. So four were they were to do a sub-max jump warm-up, a weighted jump warm-up, just a static stretching warm-up, and a no warm-up. Okay. So let me ask you, what group after all of that do you think uh, resulted in the best jumps? I'd say the, maybe the weighted and the static put together. Because mm-hmm. I know static stretching, even though for me, it, I don't really believe much into it because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that you have to like start moving to be warmed up like to me I like to be stationary and actually take the time to stretch my muscles mm-hmm. but I feel like to be more explosive uh, like the warming up matter of it would help being also combined with the weighted jumps exactly so more of a dynamic warm up yes. uh, something that's power incorporated for power movement yes, or exactly. power power exercise mm-hmm. so I mean if you were to do just like stability warm or stability exercise you do a static stretching if you were to do a uh, let's say strength or a hypertrophic or exercise you maybe just want to do a combination of the two but exactly. if you're doing something power you want to get the body moving you want exactly. to get it ready yep. you want to get it elastic oh, yeah. ready to take off you know so, walk. Oh, oh yeah definitely but um so not nah, exactly the the way to jump warm-up actually produced the most significant scores or te- results i should say okay um, not it surprising was, it was by a lot too i believe <clears throat> and then second was the um the sub max jump and then the third was the static stretching so i mean you were basically right it was good stuff you in the right you got the right mindset not bad for a finance major not bad not bad <laughs> but so um and there was no significant increases with the no warm-up okay so having that said oh really does this change your mindset at all how you would warm up Oh, no, because I feel regardless if I don't warm up, I'll feel tight. I, I won't feel loose. And just having that tight feeling in my shoulders, I just feel like I won't be able to perform as well while lifting. Exactly. So, like, let's say if you were to do a vertical jump. Or okay. You were, you were a Division three football player yep. at Stevenson University. Yeah, shout out. Seahawk was a student athlete himself, oh, strived yeah. academically and athletically. Reason why I got him here. So, if you were to do a uh, max vert test, what would... What do you, if you were to go through a warm-up, what would you do? Or what would your strength coach have you do? Uh, I believe my strength coach, Pat, back at Stevenson, shout-out Coach Q. Um, I think he would put us through static stretching. I don't know about weighted, but I feel like he would have us go through maybe 
like a, a few sets of light squats and then a few sets of like a warm up box jump, you know, at yeah. like maybe half max. So sub max jump. Exactly. Like, yeah, like the one oh, in the exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just get the hammies going, the calves, everything incorporated in the legs to get you warmed up for that max jump. Definitely. Good stuff. <laughs> so we're running out of time. We got to move on to our next segment. So everyone, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Seahorse. It was an honor, brother. Thank Steven, you, Hawk. Of course. Steve, Stevenson's finest right here. Everyone, we're going to be continuing. believe it. Oh, yeah. Better believe it. We're going to continue talking about enhancing performance and warming up, give you a little more studies, a little more uh, research, and even some counter-arguments. So stay tuned. Thank you. We'll be, we'll be continuing. Seahawk again. Thank you. And we are back. Thank you for uh, staying tuned after that short little intermission. So we're going to continue to talk about uh, some warming up and how it can enhance performance. But first, let's just talk about a couple different types of warm up that uh, can enhance performance. Just some basic concepts like some self myofascial release, you know, foam rolling, um, static stretch, stretching, active isolated stretching, and dynamic stretching. So lately, I've been uh, reading up on NASM certified personal training uh, textbook and. This actually crossed, uh, crossed my eyes a couple days ago, so I thought I could throw this in the podcast. So, if you're doing uh, some corrective training, corrective flexibility, or um, stability endurance training, the best type of uh, warm-up you want to do is uh, some static stretching. Best way to uh, enhance performance, stay right, not get hurt. But if you're going to do something more like a hypertrophic or a uh, strength training, SMR still great. You can never go wrong with that, but you also want to do some active isolated stretching. What that really is, it's almost like a combination of static and dynamic where you'll perform a static stretching hold for maybe two to three seconds and then switch and do about five repetitions of that. <coughs> and then if you're to train, uh, have a power uh, training exercise, so you know you're going to be doing some uh, power clean, some uh, explosive jump squats, um, vertical jumps, anything power oriented, you wouldn't want to do uh, some dynamic stretching, just help loosen up that body, you know. Help you, help you the best for uh, your performance outcomes. Now, to me, this is crazy, but there are some people out there who believe warming up can actually decrease your performance. Um, it can make sense in the sense of uh, static stretching because let's say if you want to do a uh, power, this is really the only thing I can see where it making sense. Like let's say if you want to do a power exercise, right? And you do static stretching it's as a warm up. it can help, actually, well not help, but it'll actually lengthen your muscles too much to where the uh, extensibility and elasticity of your muscles are too loose and that the fibers are, aren't tight enough to help produce the amount of force to get the right power into it. I mean, it does kind of make sense. Like, I like to think about this in terms, of, uh, in terms of rubber bands. Imagine if you have a rubber band, you try to stretch it back and flick it. If the rubber band's too tight, it's just going to break, right? If you have a rubber band that's stretched out way too much, like imagine that, like you're static stretching, you overstretch your muscles and they become too, uh, too stretched out you're not going to get enough force uh, produced out of, that, out of that fling. But let's say if you have a nice tight rubber band that's stretched a little bit, it will have, the, uh, it will have perfect amount of uh, 
tension in it, so when you go to fling it back and produce that force, it's going to go flying wherever you want it to go. So it would be a whole lot better than having an extremely tight rubber band to where the rubber band would break, and then it will be a whole lot better than having an extremely loose rubber band to where it won't produce enough force to get you that product that you want or that end result or just the production of the, of the lift or the exercise at hand in these terms. So now we're going to go back to uh, some research articles, take a look at um, different studies for different types of warming up, primarily stretching and just enhancing performance in general. So this one study I came across, it was called Dynamic for Static Stretching Warm-Up, the Effect of Power and Agility on Performance. So the purpose of this uh, study was to compare the effects of dynamic and a static warm-up in regards to power and agility. This was uh, was con- this consisted of 30 cadets at the United States Military Academy, 14 women, 16 men. And the performance test included a, a T-shuttle run, an underhand med ball throw for distance, and a five-step jump. The, resu- the results included that the dynamic warm-up had better results for the three tests in the static and the non-warm-up. But to contradict what we were just saying earlier, to stir the pot a little bit, rattle the cage, the static warm-up actually had a better score than no warm-up on the five-step jump. Five-step jump, you know it jumps more of a power uh, power movement, so static warm-up with the lengthening, all those lengthening your muscles actually produced better scores than the no warm-up. So another, another study was warming up before sporting activity improves knee position sense. So the aim of the study was to find the effects of warming up has on knee joint positions and martial artists. Um, this was con- uh, consisted of 10 amateur martial artists. Uh, the average age was around 17 and a half years old. The knee possession, pos- position sense was analyzed before and after each warm up through active uh, repositioning in both closed and open kinetic chains. The warm ups actually enhanced knee pos- position in the closed kinetic chains. This could actually fall under the category of uh, injury prevention too, but since it was just martial, uh, since it was related to a sport and performing into the sport, I wouldn't to put this in the con- uh, conversation of enhancing performance. So the last study we're going to talk about is a study that was called the best warm up for the vertical jump in college athlete men, like we just talked about with um, Seahorse over there. So it consisted of twenty nine uh, men who were uh, speed positions in football. They performed vertical jump tests on four separate days, four different warm-up protocols, the sub-max jump warm-up, weighted jump warm-up, stretching warm-up, and no warm-up. The results showed that the weighted jump warm-up had produced the best results on all the max vert tests. So it also showed that there was no significant um, increases in the no warm-up. So back to what we were saying, um, the no warm-up should just, just do a warm-up, guys. So that's going to help increase your performance. It's uh, going to help prevent your injury. So all these studies that I've come across for the most part have all said that no warm-up has had the least amount of effect or significant results in the uh, exercise at hand. Even, even the stretching warm-up performed better. So for all you people who think that static stretching is not good for you in any way, shape, or form, you're crazy. Go out there, go stretch, go warm up, and go have your best exercise, best lift, best whatever possible. All right, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in. This is Hawk signing out. Have a blessed day. Thank you very much.